Bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We're your host, Kevin Ayi, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. I can I just say, I just feel like we're moving and a grooving. Like we are in such good sync with this podcast. Like we it's literally like, hey, let's record. Great. Set it up. We do it. Like, I just feel like we're good at like remember when we were first starting out and it was like you would get so pissed at me because I couldn't like time out how long it would take and then i'd literally be like going to the bar while we're recording like on skype like i just feel like we've gotten past that and now we're like we know how much time to a lot and how to do this yeah i think we no we got it <laughs> i'm just like yeah we got we got it down it's pretty well, easy Remember that was one of Bean's earliest comments was that the whole podcast is me going on a rant and then you going oh uh-huh <laughs> or just laughing. Oh, I think I I think I sure. speak up a little more. You definitely Well, I'm trying do. to learn. It's hard to like it's hard to interject with you sometimes cuz you just like don't shut up. Well, I'm I'm make this is a conversation. I like this is I don't know if you've ever had one A and B Kev, conversation, but But like, sometimes it's hard to have like you talk a lot. So it's hard to like get a like word get lost edgewise. In my- Yes. And then I'm like, then we're already, I want, this is like prime example of like me never being able to participate in classes. Like (laughs) as like a, as like a very strong introvert, like it's really hard for me to interject into a conversation. And so I guess I can't even do that with you in a conversation with yourself. Here's what I can, I picture you, what's going on in your head during like a class. Somebody says something and then you think of something you're like, okay, I need it to be absolutely perfect before I raise my hand to say it. Then like four other people talk and then finally you're ready to raise your hand, but they've completely moved on from whatever. They've moved on or somebody (laughs) made the point that I wanted to say and I wasn't fast enough. (laughs) So that's why I was only, see, that's why I like thought I was so smart in like grade school and high school because I was like one of the smarter people. So I felt like because I felt like superior to other people. So then I could I felt confident like speaking up. But then in college I felt like a dumbass. And so I just never said anything. And then my participation score was down the tubes. Well I I literally never I don't know what I don't know what my problem is with you. That's a I don't know. You're, you're waiting for somebody else to say something. Well, I have never been more academically inclined than I was in high school. Like, I I literally was Mr. Raise Your Fucking Hand. Like, Oh, yeah. I participated in high school a lot. Yeah. So I guess it's just gone down. I guess I just keep getting muter and muter as the years go on. The other thing so. about college is it's just such a fucking suck-up game. It's literally like... It's not even people saying anything that's worthwhile. It's just like people trying to make like weird points. And it's just like, okay, I have no Well, people were just I mean, we went to a school of like a billion overachievers and I became a severe underachiever because I realized that none of it mattered. And yeah. so that's why I didn't do anything. But anyway, 
What else is going on, Kev? You know what's just so great about our lives? That we what? literally aren't going back to school ever. And never yeah. have to stay Until we go, Kev, you still, I turned 30, but you're still going to law school at law age 30. School. You know, I, I'm, I, I think in another life, I would love to go to law school. It's just so boring. It's nothing like Legally Blonde, the musical. You know what I mean? Like, do you want, what, would you want to have like the end result of being a lawyer? I want the moment where she talks about sodium thiglocalate and that, you know what I mean? But that would never happen. That would literally never happen. Most lawyers don't even go to a fucking courtroom. They literally sit in front of their computer like we do. But like, they literally go through files and shit. (laughs) They read. Wait, remember when we were at the admissions office and we always had to refile those things in that back file room? With I literally shoved them wherever. I would literally open the drawer and just shove stuff in, like they were not even in alphabetical order. What For Don, lady's name, oh, Don. No, it was Mary something, was it? Oh, man, Mary, yeah, Mary. The Mary would be like, "Could you?" Um, or no, she would always go. <laughs> she'd always go. These need filed. Could someone file these? These need filed. It's like it's 27, 2015. Why is anybody filing anything? Like oh, they the had internet. so they had so many cabinets back there. Oh, it was. Uh, <laughs> or I'd like go through and like read people's files. <laughs> I can just imagine <laughs> them coming back and being like, "Oh, Lizzie, you're already you're already done filing." Like, "Yep, all done." And, and go, I'd just be sitting there like open. talking. Yeah. <laughs> They go and open the file cabinet for like E's and it's like a bunch of Z's like Yes, the like the wrong <laughs> But no one would know who did it because it could have been the last shift. <laughs> could have been anybody. They yeah, wouldn't they know. Knew by the end that it was you, Elizabeth. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. I would like I want like the I want the salary of a lawyer and like the repertoire, you know what I mean? Like the Oh, I would love the salary of being like a big ten, like not big ten, like a big law lawyer. Yeah. But that's but okay. Here I am a peasant. I and I like um both got asked to do these like professional development courses. And we both were pretty close to saying no. I actually had the balls to say no and has loved her life ever since and this course is truly never ending but the thing is like i'm not trying very hard so maybe i would have learned something if i tried hard but i don't have the care in me it's like that chloe sound where she's like wait hold on i'm trying to look for a fuck to give about your story right now yeah i mean at least you didn't have to go anywhere for it mm. and thank god some of that stuff is like starting to do a little bit of in-person stuff and it's like not for me oh really like people that are there i think the next cohort of this program will like because they're always like oh "Oh, you know it's just so nice to see your faces and to see if you understand me or not and like i'm literally there my videos off sleeping on the couch like yeah and then they're like are you okay (laughs) that one lady karen but anyway, I don't think like that's not how people our age like learn classroom style. You know what I mean? Like uh-uh. the only thing you've learned at work is like when you actually do something or like yeah. have some sort of template or something. Like listening to somebody talk over a PowerPoint. Nope. 
No, if I had someone doing like an instructional thing, like where I'm like doing something along with them, maybe, but yeah. like, I don't know. I'm not going to learn anything from sitting there listening because I can't listen. Well, frankly. and that's why, we, that's why we were so academically gifted in high school because Pennsylvania education, you literally don't learn anything. It's literally like copy paste. You literally look in a book. I literally memorized states and capitals. That's the only thing I, that's the only thing I could truly say I mastered in school, (laughs) states and capitals. I could name any state and capital. You know all the capitals? I think so. North Dakota. Fuck, I knew you were going to say North Dakota. (laughs) It's like you don't know the first one. (laughs) Idaho. Boise. Nice. Uh, Nebraska. Lincoln. Wow, maybe you yeah. did learn something. I yeah. What is North Dakota? Bismarck, or is that South Dakota? Let's see, folks. It is Bismarck. Bismarck. Wow. Yeah. Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> Great. See but where like, that, that got me. I'll never go to North Dakota. Memorization and repeat. It was literally regurgitated. Oh, like that's how I know. Like my. Um, Kush always tells me how they like teach kids now, like math. Oh, Oh, like the scary way. Yeah. And they actually like teach them like how the numbers work and shit. And I'm like, I'm always like, that's so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's so hard. It's like, I just memorized like three times three is nine and I'll never forget it. I don't need to know the value of a three. It's three. (laughs) No. I literally don't care. Yeah, it doesn't, literally <laughs> See, doesn't it's three. do anything for me. Yeah. If there was anything that I couldn't just memorize, like when they used to like switch around the answers and stuff, it'd be like, what the hell? Like I can't just memorize this and put it in. <laughs> if there wasn't a way for me to cheat, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. But you know who didn't cheat? was the winners of this year's Tony Awards. Kev, wow. talk about it. We should have a segue noise. Segway. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, we're not getting into that until we do our recommendations for this podcast, I So let's oh. recommendation I don't, segment. I don't know if I have any. Do you? Um, I don't know if I have any different ones than last week. Kardashian, Staircase. Uh, we watched Oh, did you movie- write these down? No, no, no. I just, oh, you're just... Oh. On the top of my head. Uh, we watched this awful movie last night on Netflix called Interceptor. And apparently Elsa Pataki, who's the... Um, Helga lady, Pataki? Is, that's <laughs> Chris Hemsworth's wife. And then Chris Hemsworth in it. And... The director says, why is Intercepted the number one movie on Netflix? I'm just as confused as you. So I'm looking it up. What is it called? Interception? Interceptor. Rousing, exciting action thriller. Was it rousing? It's awful. I fell asleep, Uh-oh. of course, but like it was just... Kev, you literally always fall asleep. Film. You know what movie hey, you I need to talk about? Yesterday. You've got mail. Yeah, fall asleep again during that one too, but whatever. I the thing okay. about you've got mail is that is literally the slowest plot line I've ever seen in my whole life. You knew they were gonna get together from moment one. So why does it take literally two and a half hours to get there? 
it's just a slow burn, you know? Wait, but what happens to her at the end? What does she do? Does she end up writing a book or reviewing books or whatever? She doesn't have a job at the end. No, she falls in love. She doesn't need a job. (laughs) Her and Tom Hanks and Brinkley the dog just run off into the sunset in Central Park. The the basic, like thing about that is that big business is going to win little bookstores are going to get put out of business women don't need jobs and the men will just provide for them it was the 90s <laughs> women's the, rights this, this is, is the, the 90s, 90s. <laughs> oh it's my just gosh. it's wholesome you know they don't make films like that anymore so anyway, Staircase, I did finish it. It was really good. He definitely had something to do with it. Oh, my God. I listened to this. Are you going to watch it, do you think? Staircase? Yeah. I, I mean, I already know the story, so it's fine. I watched the documentary. So, did you know that the woman who edited the documentary fell in love with him and literally like really? supported him throughout his jail sentence? Like she moved from Paris to Durham, North Carolina to like visit him in jail. She was the one who found out about the owl theory and the feathers and all this stuff. And then... So she was basically trying to help him? Uh-huh. He, she believed him, like believed that he didn't do oh. anything. And, and also fell in love with him. And then he gets out of jail and literally breaks up with her. Oh, of course. What, like, what other reason was there? <laughs> She's a fucking idiot. I know. I hope she made a lot of money from the documentary. She probably blew it all going back and forth from Paris to North Carolina all the time. Oh, my God. She literally had a kid. Also, Toni Collette's such a good actress. I love her so much. Colin Firth just annoys me, though. That's the main guy in it. Bridget Jones' diary. Are you drinking just, like, murky water? (laughs) I put some water into the dredges of my coffee. Yeah. So it's, like, coffee-flavored water. Okay, just checking in. That's right. Um, Okay, and then I don't think I've watched anything else. I don't think just Kardashian Staircase, the weird movie. I'm excited for Handmaid's Tale. Season five. Uh Uh-huh. Last night I started watching. It was a little dry for me, so I switched to this dumb rom-com, but I'm going to come back to it. But I started watching Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey on... Netflix, which is about the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and these like polygamists in, Mm. I don't know what year it was, but it's basically just super effed up. Um, So it's like this guy named Rulon Jeff and he was like the big guy who had like all these wives and like family members and he, Mm -hmm. so it's about they like interview his ex-wives and talk about like their lives in the church. So basically like there's um like the regular Mormon church and then there this is like a different this was like a different sect of LDR okay. the fundamentalist. So, so is it a oh, episode by episode thing or Yeah, it looks like there are currently four parts. I don't know if there will be more, but um it's interesting always love a good crazy religion story um and then last night i also watched um where the fuck is it oh here to go i watched this movie called 
along for the ride, um, which was basically um, a high school romance movie, um, but it was pretty good. It was based on a Sarah Dessen book Uh um, about this girl. No, Um, but it was about this girl who like goes to stay with her dad and like stepmom in this like beach town during the summer. And of course, she like has this whirlwind romance and it was pretty good um and she um she like rediscovers her identity interesting is it you think um probably kind of boring yeah it was kind of boring but it was good and i think that's all i watched you know what else i'm watching is um a superhero show on Amazon Prime called The Boys. It's pretty good. Oh. The Boys. The Boys. What's it about? Uh, okay. Do you really want to know? You don't have to. Uh, this is season three. Oh, actually, I think that that guy I went on a date with last week watched it. So I think oh, I already okay. know what it's about. What did he say? Oh, now I'm trying to remember if I actually paid attention to him telling me about it. So it's basically like if superheroes were in real life, they would be really fucked up. Like they would take, they would be power hungry and like rape a bunch of people and like just do whatever they wanted. And it would be like commercialized. So it's basically about like the good superheroes trying to take down the bad superheroes. Okay. Sounds amazing. Oh my god! Um, you know who I want. Uh, you know what else? Other pe- people should watch is um. You should watch the January six hearings because Liz. Oops. Because the something's going on this week, I think the committee hearings were like postponed today until tomorrow. She just posted a video. So basically, they're going. Or who are they trying to? Are they trying to get Trump or are they trying to get the people who stormed the Capitol or both? I'm, I've been seeing that they're doing like a long um, explanation to get Trump because they are. I mean, that got, would be amazing to prevent him from running because, you know, he's going to I mean, it's going to start happening soon that people are like saying they're running. Right. I'm. um I feel like they've already charged and like jailed a lot of people who actually stormed because that's kind of easy. It's just like you did something illegal. It's over. Right. It's pretty like like we have video evidence like you did it. Yeah. But this is like trying to put all the puzzle pieces in line to say that he that Trump was actually behind this. And then there can be bigger ramifications. I don't know. It just feels like they they're like leading up to something big. That was crazy, that TikTok that you sent me about that kid who, like, knew that their dad was doing it oh my and, like, God. Called, the called the FBI. the FBI a week before. Yeah. But then it is so interesting. So what, they that... just, the FBI just didn't believe them? Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine how many people call the FBI every day. I literally call them every day and tell them Kevin P. Crooks is after me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. The unpopular opinion podcast is literally uh, planning to assault somebody, like, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. the world. <laughs> so, but I'm sure they they probably looked into it and really didn't think that like it w- anything was going to happen. But the interesting part of that for me was 
when he said he thinks he's just getting more radicalized in jail. Like, that's the issue. It's like, you can't fix these people. They're crazy. Like, no. And then when they're like met with more resistance, they're just gonna, they were already nuts. So it's just gonna keep getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see this thing that Trump like released a 12 page rebuttal to the testimony? It's like, can he even write 12? Can he write what paragraph? But it says the election was stolen. He still believes that it wasn't legit. Even though Ivanka said she knows it wasn't. Did you hmm. see that? What Did she testify for the committee? I don't know if she testified, but they there was like a video statement of her saying that she like believed that the election results were valid. Well, I, I, that's not even like he needs to let that one go. <laughs> like he still he literally thinks he's the president. Yeah, it's that's scary. this thing here says Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner distanced themselves from Trump's election claims in January 6 testimonies. They seem to split with the former president. Oh, geez. Like, I don't think Ivanka Trump's a dummy. She's just dumb because she's like Trump's puppet. You know what I mean? Right. Um, did you also see that, like, when we when we thought that um, cable was dead, like these hearings have literally gotten like so many people to watch TV. It literally that's the only like, time I watch like on CNN. Like, oh, have you been watching it on TV? No, but I'm saying that's like where you watch stuff like this, like CNN and MSNBC and stuff. Like that's where they're airing all this shit. Oh, I should watch it later. When does it come back? To, um Thursday. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, um, but it says, like, ABC had the was the top-rated television network last week just behind the NBA finals. Like, that, people are watching it on there. Interesting. You know what else is interesting is, like, the current movie landscape because it does seem like Top Gun's doing pretty well, like, in theaters. I don't know. It's so interesting, like... Do you put your movie on streaming or theaters or theaters and then streaming or like what what's the secret sauce to make the most money? I think it I think people would be smart to do like a few weeks in theaters. Like even if it's mm. just 2 weeks. Cuz if people are really excited about seeing the movie and they don't want to end up hearing spoilers or something, like they're going to go out to the movies and not want to wait. Don't you think? Right. And, that's why and there I'm, are we're in an age of so many spoilers because of everything's on TikTok. And it's like if right. you're interested, if someone's interested in seeing Top Gun, like they're probably getting stuff on TikTok. So they're going to, you know, the that movie that Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis is in everything all the time, all at once was literally in like select theaters and then theater only. And now finally, it's only coming to. Amazon Prime, I think, or Hulu, but it's twenty dollars. You have to like buy it for twenty dollars or rent it for twenty dollars. Wow. And so I think they're trying to keep people going to the theaters to seeing it. It's been pretty successful. It's an A twenty four film. A twenty four. No, I've heard really like good that. things about it. Yeah, but well, remember when it came out at the same time as the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and Jamie Lee Curtis is literally dragging Marvel on Twitter. She's like. Oh, really? Yeah, I sent all the... She was mad? No, she was just like, we're a low-budget film, and like we're doing just as well as this like huge production company. Like 
this shows the power that we have. Like she was just like so cocky about it. Yeah. For her. It's like, okay, whatever. She's probably like, bring back Freaky Friday and the multiverse of madness. Like, talk about I her. guess like th- just like none of the movies that come to theaters or any like anymore are movies I want to see. You know what I mean? No movies that are coming to theaters are movies you want to see. Yeah. Let's see if you even know what's in theaters. What's in theaters? I don't know. <laughs> um, what about the new Jurassic Park? Well, it's like rom-coms don't come to theaters. You know what I mean? What about it's all Buzz these... Lightyear? New Buzz Lightyear? No, it's like Buzz Lightyear, no. Jurassic Park, I would never see that. You couldn't pay me. <laughs> I ha- I honestly Gun. have heard Top Gun is good from Tinks, but oh jeez, yeah, because it's literally pro like army. Um, oh. You would see the Black Phone, wouldn't you? See, yeah, like, I was gonna a say scary movie. Yeah, I would go. F- I would go to see, and seeing scary movies in theaters is fun. Uh, Bean and um, I are going to see Downton Abbey: A New Era. No, thank you. <laughs> kidding. There's everything all everything everywhere all. At Did once. you watch Ooh, all of Downton Abbey? No, nothing. I've never watched Downton Abbey. Oh. Um, oh, there's Bob's Burgers. We were at the premiere. Yeah, we were. We literally walked the red carpet. Yep. Yeah, I I mean, and then like, Secrets of Dumbledore. What's Watcher? I don't know. Drama. It's only an hour and 35 minutes. As a serial killer stalks the city, a young actress who just moves to town with her boyfriend notices a mysterious stranger watching her from across the street. Great. Sounds good. Who's Micah Monroe? It's like movies. It's literally the boss baby. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know who this Micah Monroe person is, but maybe she's good. Who knows? Great. So speaking of things that it's like interesting why they go, uh, Broadway also, you know, like who's who's going to get Broadway tickets and stuff like that. Let's bring it back to our topic today. I Let's do it. How many minutes did it take us to get to our topic today? 26. <laughs> so the Tony Awards were held this past Sunday at Radio City Music Hall. I'm, I'm um, sorry. I, I have one more thing. Kev, I'm sorry. What? I was you have sitting ten here like, seconds. Should I say it? Should I say it? Remember when I told you, you know that you're my gonna mom, say it. My mom's favorite movie genre is like people who die and their experience and like heaven. miracles. The other, day, <laughs> the other day, I was, she was like, "I'm reading a new book." I was like, "What's it about?" She was like, "This kid dies and goes to heaven. It's his. It's like how many." books are there about kids dying and going to heaven and like them coming back to life it's crazy why does she like that that's it's not real <laughs> but they probably say in the cover based on a true story and she's like oh, oh yeah. my god <laughs> yeah that's like jennifer garner's like new that's like her um new genre is like are they like movie. religious yeah, all of them. Oh, yeah. Because like it's it, all – it's like people because, we meet in heaven. Yes. I did read that. It's like, oh, I was questioning my faith, but then now because I know that God brought us back. Oh, you know what fucking slapped in that genre back in the day? The shack. What was that? Bitches love the shack. I did read I, it. What just took over your body? 
What? You know what? Fucking slap. Kev, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's his positivity. Why? Like, would you put in there gin? Mm-hmm. It's this guy who, like, um, he goes to this shack and he basically meets like the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit in like different forms in the shack there after this. This says the shack's from 2017. The movie, but it was a book before. Uh, I'm sure your mom knows movie. it. Yeah, we got heaven is for real, miracles from heaven, all dogs go to heaven, what dreams come. Oh, does she like the dog from- ones? Uh, but not as much as the people ones, but like a why little is the baby bones on here. Oh, jeez, that's a, literally a serial killer. That's a great movie. Wow, uh, the shack has a twenty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You and you said it slaps. I, I didn't see the movie. I read the book. Um, well, this is back when from, I was religious. Miracles from Heaven is the one with Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah's in it. So, oh, oh you great. know what else? They're they're always like down on their luck. Like, oh, we're penny. They're sitting at the kitchen table with the counting bills. pennies. Like, yeah, yeah, they're with the bills. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're literally they're like electric turns off when they're like, they're oh like, no, what are, yeah, which one are we gonna pay today? Like, oh God, will help us through this. That's why like people are so. <laughs> uneducated and like poor it's because they think god's gonna like turn it around for them like god's not real he's not coming to save you god's not dead okay remember that now we're anyway, almost at 30 minutes have, and we're ready any, to get into our- anything else you would like to say at this moment i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll think of something i'm not worried i'm gonna start <laughs> nope, muting you okay great Okay, so once again, the Tony Awards were this past Sunday at Radio City Music Hall for the first. Tony. <laughs> Why are they called that? I do you want me to look it up. Sure. Yeah. Tony Costello. Why are Tony Soprano? <laughs> Why are they called the Tony Awards? Named for Antoinette Perry, an actress, director, oh. producer and the dynamic wartime leader of the American Theater Wing, who had recently passed away. The Tony Awards made their official debut at a dinner in the Grand Ballroom of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel on Easter Sunday, April 6th, 1947. Wow. So Tony is a woman. 75, 75. They always said God is a woman, but it turns out Tony's a woman. So do you think when all the men went off to war, she like took over the theaters, 1917? Like, oh, maybe. 1947. Oh, so World War Two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Where would women be if we didn't have World War Two? You know what I mean? I would literally be in an apron right now. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Honey, I'm home. I'd literally be like breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Ashley Graham. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what i you wouldn't have to get up and answer an email true if i were a housewife i wouldn't have to but you'd also kill yourself if you were a housewife so i would literally postpartum depression myself <laughs> <I'd be laughs> and probably April. kill my baby too like I, drown my baby <laughs> then kill myself you know what okay my favorite news stories <laughs> these days is that woman who wrote the book, How to Kill Your Husband. 
killed her husband and killed her husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a genius. Yeah. Or kind of dumb, I don't know. All right, I'm muting myself. Have <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Okay, so if you guys didn't know, the Tony Awards were this past Sunday at Radio City Music Hall, and this was for the first time since June 2019. So the award ceremony, which honors the plays and musicals staged on Broadway and resumed its traditional calendar after a long pandemic disruption, honored work that opened on Broadway between February 20th, 2020 and May 4th, 2022. Um, So Ariana DeBose, the former Broadway understudy turned Oscar winner, hosted the three-hour broadcast portion of the Tony Awards on CBS which was preceded by a one-hour segment hosted by Darren Chris and Julianne Huff on Paramount Plus. A strain. Okay, well, we can go through the actual winners. Um, so we can go through. Oh shit, my what phone just, just died. <laughs> my I was phone died. Why you were? You can just keep. We can just keep doing it audio. Yeah. Um. You were so like getting all like staticky, and I was like, What's "Oh, going really?" On here? I saw it come up 10% and thought it would stay. Anyway, so... Like a phone charger, I... I know. I already have my laptop plugged in here. It's like, whatever. Now I can roll my eyes at you and you won't see. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So let's just go through the big hits of the winners. Um, So I think we went through these before, but we always forget. So um, the winner for... Uh, why isn't this telling me we're just not going to go through the nominees so best musical went to a strange loop best revival of a musical went to company the best play was the layman trilogy um best revival of a play was take me out best book best book of a musical michael r jackson a strange loop we're gonna have to Um, look up who that person is yeah, I'm just I kept getting so confused because there's Michael R. Michael Jackson, Jackson and then MJ the musical. I'm like, which right. is which? Right. Um, best original score went to Six the Musical, music and lyrics by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. Um, best direction. Okay, we don't care about plays. A lot of it went to the Layman trilogy. Um, best direction of a musical went to Mary Ann Elliott for company. Um Best leading actor in a musical went to Miles Frost for MJ. Um, best leading actress in a musical went to Wakina Kalakongo for Paradise Square. I also don't know what Paradise Square is, so we're going to have to do a little research. Um, best actor featured in a play was Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Like, they picked the okay. wrong Jesse. Maybe he would have been the considered other, lead The other actor. Jesse was... Um up for that same award oh so it went to jesse tyler ferguson um okay and then best featured actor in a musical went to matt doyle for company best featured actress in a musical went to patty lapone for company company got a lot yeah it did. they they won best scenic design of a musical best costume design went to six yeah it did i loved the costumes great, yeah they have great costumes um let's see yeah Um, okay let me just finish these and then you can talk again best lighting design of a musical went to mj they also won best sound design like what does that mean if your microphones don't cut out that's best design like what does that even mean (laughs) best choreography went to mj um 
And then Tony, or the special Tony Award for Lifetime Achievement went to Angela Lansbury. Um, I don't know what any of these are all just like different honorary awards at the end. So that's those are pretty much the highlights. Kev, over to you. Okay, so I think I sent you the TikTok where Patty Lapone is talking about Andrew Lloyd Webber. I just don't understand what the, this controversy is. Like people are pitting Andrew Lloyd Webber like versus Stephen Sondheim, and basically she's Patty Lapone is saying that because Stephen Sondheim did Company and mm-hmm. Andrew Lloyd Webber does other things that like they're more popular right now and that like she's saying that like they won all those tonys and stuff i just didn't know that people didn't like andrew lloyd weber for some reason have you ever heard of that no i haven't so i mean they're just probably like competing compulsors i think something happened andrew lloyd uh, weber was see. booed that so he's he composed the music for cinderella and they were doing cinderella at the west end and this weekend it closed and he got booed something like happened but i like the musical world is literally like so fucking petty when you look into it you know what i mean like we got a, just a taste of community uh musical theater yeah. and how fucking petty that is but i think it's like that on like broadway and stuff you know what i mean like they're stealing each other's like actors and actresses and like I don't know. It's, I think that there's a lot more like animosity behind it. So there's, this is saying there was some stuff around them canceling um, performances of Cinderella for COVID, right? Or about during COVID. Okay. Um, let's see. I just want to yeah, see what, like why, production. why would they be mad? that they canceled it over COVID. Like that was a pretty, so this was in London. Right. Um, though. So they were saying cast and audience members reportedly reacted audibly when Lloyd Webber's statement used the descriptor costly mistake to describe the short lived production. Oh, but the, the Phantom of the Opera composer says his meaning was misunderstood. He said, I'm you know, here's a nice statement on Instagram. I'm devastated to have been reported to have said that my beloved production of Cinderella was a costly mistake. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I'm very sorry. I adore this production. I'm incredibly proud of Cinderella. We were desperate to support the West End after two years of a devastating pandemic. And the mistake we made was trying to open too early, meaning we had to postpone oh. twice. Everything we did was try. I mean, it probably was costly to like yeah. try to get it up and around. I'm sure someone heard him and he was just like, it was just misconstrued. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I I mean, guess maybe it's nothing deeper than that then. That doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Well, I'm seeing this other thing about um, politics. So this is now we're. Uh, so he, it seems like he's pretty he like supports the uk's conservative party oh well yeah i mean he's an old white man like what do you um it says in 2015 lloyd weber was involved in a contentious house of lords vote over proposed cuts to tax credits voting with the government in favor of the plan lloyd weber was denounced by his critics because he flew in from abroad on his personal plane to vote when his voting record was scant in October 2017, he retired from the House of Lords, stating that his busy schedule was incompatible with the demands of Parliament, considering the upcoming crucial Brexit 
legislation. Also, he was literally like a legislator. Like he wasn't just a regular yeah. person voting. He's like in the House. The House of Lords, yeah. In July 2021, he told Good Morning Britain that he would never vote for the conservatives again due to their handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and poor treatment of yeah. the arts sector during that time. So maybe he's... Okay. It's interesting that like some... I feel like theater's like pretty liberal overall. Oh, Yeah. I think that um, also Patty Lapone is just messy, messy. Like she's always yelling at someone or Oh, she's you know like an I old mean? drunk. Don't you think? <laughs> okay, here's <laughs> the thing with people and I know we've talked about this before, but the only thing I remember her as is Frank Rossitano's mom in 30 Rock. Like she was oh. literally on 30 Rock at, like making meatballs. And then people like think she's this revered person. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you literally only know people from their one from, episode. Yeah, there was a lot of people in Thirty Rock. Like, oh, I'm not Kev. I'm I'm not denying it, but I just think it's funny. Yeah, so, I mean she's anyway. main she's mainly known for like stage theater. So I wouldn't be surprised if like that they think the Tonys like lean one way or another, and like this year they lean towards company, like and like Sondheim. Oh, it's like. Yeah. Is Andrew Lloyd Webber even doing a lot of new stuff anyway? Well, like, I don't even like, know. What happened to Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella? Like, why is this like a new, is this like six Cinderella edition? Like, are we doing like Cinderella, like um, these boots are made for walking or something? Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I wonder if it's it like different music new, and stuff. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Huh. Did you it's also like, see that? We don't need another Cinderella. Right. Is it starring Selena Gomez um, or Camila yeah. Cabello? Did you see that? And Hillary Duff. That, um, uh, what's it called? Evan Hansen's know. done on Broadway. Oh, yeah. I think people are over it. Oh, people, that was like a very short fire. Poor Amy Adams. She, I swear she puts her stuff into good, she puts herself into good stuff and then it just comes out bad at the end. But you know what's going to be great? The new Enchanted. Oh, Disenchanted? Uh, we're literally having a watch party. Yeah. You know what I want is um, Grandmother, Godmother 2. Kev, I want Godmothered 49. Like, I want, like, a new version every year. <laughs> okay, so then can we talk about um, A Strange Loop? Slash, what is it? Kev, slash... you literally read my mind. I, I just know. pulled it up. I don't even need to look at you to read it. Because we want to talk about Jennifer Hudson, Mina, the whole of it. So, A Strange Loop is a musical... Um, a musical with book, music, and lyrics by Michael R. Jackson. Okay, well, let's see. Before we get into that, let's just see who Michael R. Jackson is. Um, did he's, his mom name him after Michael Jackson? I mean, he was born in 1981, and his last name's Jackson, so she has to know who Michael right. Jackson is, you know? Right. Um, so he's an American playwright, composer, and lyricist. He's originally from Detroit. He holds a BFA in playwriting and an MFA in musical theater, theater writing from... NYU Tisch School of the Arts. Um, I just want to see if there's any. So he's like, this is his background, obviously. Um, he wrote lyrics and co-wrote a book for the musical adaptation of the 2007 indie film Teeth. Um, is that like the movie with like the vat, like vagina like teeth? Vagina has teeth, maybe. Yeah, it is. Oh, I guess wow. they made it a musical. Um, and then 
Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, it looks like his fir- like his first big thing was a strange loop. Like he's wow, done some other him. he's like done some other smaller things. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean he's still he's pretty young. He's only 40. So And then who else was working on it? Um like that's what Jennifer Hudson was working on, right? A strange loop? Yeah. Yeah, so let me, sorry, let me get back to that. I just went to his separate page. So okay. um, the show follows Usher, a black queer writer um, writing a musical about a black queer writer writing a musical about a black queer writer. The title refers wow. to a cognitive science term coined by Douglas Hofstadter as well as the song by Liz Fair. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess I, it's just a, I just a, look at your text messages real quick. Oh wait, it's uh-oh. sending. Sorry, I just had a little chuckle at this a tweet? page six storyline, yeah. Oh Maybe. no. <laughs> <laughs> Influencer Remy Bader turned away from Montauk Ranch called quote fat bitch. <laughs> oh, you know she's gonna be crawling under a table. Well oh, it's geez. like those poor horses like oh she's literally gonna break their back <laughs> holy I'm sorry, shit go on that's hilarious <laughs> um poor remy she's <laughs> she's literally gonna throw up mm-hmm. um okay so it originally so strange loop was originally an off-broadway production and then the original um production was in Washington, D.C., but it was originally scheduled for September 2020, postponed to December 2021, and then there was a six-week limited run, um, and then it went through January 2022, and then the Broadway production was announced on December 20th, 2021, alongside lead producer Barbara Whitman. Many notable people from the entertainment industry served as producers for the production, including Benj Pasek, Justin Paul, Jennifer Hudson, RuPaul Charles, Mark Platt, Megan Ellison, Don Cheadle, Frank Marshall, James L. Niederlander, Alan Cumming, Alana Glazer, Mindy Kaling, and Billy Porter. Mindy Kaling and Billy Porter. Jesus Christ. Also, was that RuPaul RuPaul? Like RuPaul won a another? You know another RuPaul? Like, what if RuPaul literally EGOTs? I guess he has to get an Oscar. He definitely Um, has an Emmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, like, best reality show or whatever. Right. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it seems to be... I guess it didn't win that many Tonys, but... um, I just feel like best musical is, like, the biggest one, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I just didn't see Mina in here at all. Oh, well, interesting. I I just think that I'm I'm I'd like to know I'd like to get behind the curtain and see what the selection process for this getting best musical was like. Well, you're is it just you're, kind of you had a good point or what? And also, like, what does like being a producer actually mean for a musical? Yeah, right. Well, I, it seems to me like that's a good way to get it hyped up if you get all those famous people 
as producers, it's like, oh, I mean, and everybody has somebody they can relate to in that producer list. Like, oh, white women. Oh, Alana Glazier. Love her. Like, oh, people of color like Billy Porter, RuPaul, Jennifer Hudson. Oh, you got Mindy Kaling. Like, okay, whatever this is, it must be good. Like, yeah, it says a producer way to do it. A theatrical producer creates, builds on, and oversees the budget, sets tickets. It's like these people weren't out there setting ticket prices. No. <laughs> Develops a marketing and advertising strategy. So I'm sure they call them producers they because their they're, they, yeah, like that's a fake. And then they win a fucking Tony for it. Like, why? All right, you ready for my theory? <clears throat> yeah. I think that there's probably some animosity in the Tony's world about musicals that originate in the West End and then come oh, over to Broadway yeah. like Six did rather than this one that started in DC and like worked its way up to Broadway in like an American way. You know what I mean? Well, right. And I don't know if like the, um, they have a separate like award show in the UK for musical theater. So I wonder if they're, so they're like, I wonder how that six. our shows do. Yeah. I did don't really you know see how that, that TikTok. Works. That the literal dance captain had to step in at the last moment for that on six. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And she like did amazing. She learned it like not that long before. I want to know whoever's in charge of six. If you've made it through 48 minutes of this podcast, like whoever's a producer on six. I want to know why they never sing six live. Like they always do ex-wives or get down or like another one of the songs. They never sing like six live. They you sang I mean? it at the end. The end of the Tonys? Yeah, like they did sort of like a medley of songs and that was like the last oh, one. Oh guess I you didn't watch the, the whole video. Part. Oh geez. Okay. Yeah, they I'll did they then. did sort of a medley of each of the songs and then at the end they sang six. Oh good. Not okay, the whole thing, but up. just like just part of it. You know who else? What else was amazing about the Tonys? Ariana DeBose. Mm-hmm. She was incredible. That was a good choice for a host. So what? When you originally said she hosted, you said she went from understudy to star. What was she the understudy of? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna see. What she did. Did you um, watch her like opening thing? She basically did every mm-hmm. musical by herself. Oh wow. So she um, she made her Broadway debut in Bring It On the Musical in 2011. Why haven't we seen that? <laughs> wow. Was she like the Clovers? Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. <laughs> um, and then she continued her work on Broadway with roles in Motown the Musical and Pippin. And then she originated the role of the bullet in Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical Hamilton. Um, and appeared as Jane in a Bronx tale. And and then in 2018, she was nominated for the Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Musical for her role as Donna Summer in Summer, the Donna Summer Musical. Oh. Um, you know and now she's, she's in, like I... just been doing films. What? Schmigadoon. Yeah, I just noticed that. Schmigago sh- sh- season two. I think I just, I think I just can't. The, that's what the second season's called, Schmicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my! I think I just can't watch it because it's literally called Schmigadoon. Like I feel like so <laughs> dumb saying that. <laughs> you don't have to say it; you just have to click on it. Yeah, I literally have to tell my remote like play Schmigadoon. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you think I click? <laughs> it's like you like go into the bathroom, whisper. <laughs> oh my god. I like you could just type like S C H. I can't spell that. <laughs> Chicago. That's so stupid. Like they should do schmeck, schmeck. <laughs> I just hate it because you would actually like it, but now you're never gonna watch it because I said to watch it. So I know you, you're Kev, the only you one need, who's to blame. Kev, you need to start being like I. I watch this awful show. You'd hate it, and I then I'd come back and be like, I Kev, I love it. I saw yeah. like I don't know what's wrong with you. You need to start doing that. Like literally, w- tell me anything and I'll love it. Be like, well, I hate this thing, thing. Like I would never get through something like that that I don't like. So I'm always like, oh my gosh, this is so good. You would love it. Like I, you're just right. don't I tell me you got psychology. through. Just be like, I were I watched the first episode. I was literally so bored. Like if you tell me like, oh, I fell asleep. Like I'm gonna watch that movie you watched last night that you fell asleep. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Interceptor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, please just watch one episode of Schmigadoon for me, for our listeners. I'm not doing shit for you. For our no, listeners? Okay, I'll try it sometime. Great. Next, maybe <laughs> next year. <laughs> anyway, Ariana um, DeBose, good job. Love ya. I wonder what's next, what's next for her. I don't know. Do you want me to look up her IMDb? Wait, here's the other thing. What Tell was me. Leah Michelle doing around there? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what? I don't know. Who invited you? Is she in a Spring Awakening right now? She, I don't think she's doing shit. She's still trying. She's literally at phonics class. <laughs> Hooked on phonics. <laughs> trying to read. Was that your sexual awakening guy from Pitch Perfect singing with her? Yeah, it was. <laughs> no I literally sign. followed him on Instagram. I yeah, my god, is he single? Yeah, he actually or no, maybe he's not. You know who he did date though? The girl from Pitch Perfect who throws up. Audrey Aubrey Peters. Aubrey, yeah. Wow, they literally dated. Cute. They dated for a couple years. Wow, so. I that's your competition. Thank God I went blonde. Um, what was I? Oh, I'm looking up Ariana DeBose. So she, she's in Westworld, mm-hmm. I guess. She has a couple things uh, in post-production, like a few, and then she's filming. Yeah, post-production. Too. She was in The Prom. Oh, she you was in that The movie. Prom. She was the girlfriend. Uh, she was young then. Wow. Um. Oh, she okay. was in the Do- ensemble of Company in 2011. Oh, really? That's a terrible musical. I.e. <laughs> um. Okay, Kev. Do we want to finish it off by just discussing EGOT? Yes. Sure. Okay. Do you not want to? No. Yep. I thought you were going to say cards, but we do need to talk about EGOT, of course. Well, Kev, why don't we for our next episode? We could do. We could talk finale. about the finale and then just yeah. talk about the last two episodes. Okay. Got so, it. and that's on ideas. So, one of the biggest things that happened in the Tonys this year is that Jennifer Hudson egotted, which is Woo-hoo. super cool. Uh, um, so Morgan. she made she made history um, on Sunday night. She joined the Elite Egot Club, 
Um, so she had already she already had an Emmy, a Grammy, and an Oscar, and on Sunday she won a Tony thanks to her role as a co-producer of a Strange Loop. Doesn't mean she really did much, but that's okay. I'm still happy for her. Um, so she um she said, I got a dog and named it Oscar, and then I won an Oscar, and then I got a dog and named it Grammy, and then I won my Grammy. So I think I should get some dogs and name them Emmy and Tony, and they'll give me good luck, and then I'll win. Okay. Um, she won a 2007 Best Supporting Actress Oscar for her role in Dreamgirls, two Grammys, Best R&B Album in 2009, and Best Musical Theater Album for the musical The Color Purple. And last year, she snagged a Daytime Emmy for the animated short Baba Yag, which she helped voice and co-produced. That's um, the only one that I've never heard of, but I'm glad for her. Isn't it kind of like you're on a lesser level if it's a daytime Emmy? Daytime Emmy. I guess it's – I thought it only – I thought an EGOT only counted for a primetime Emmy, but whatever. Um, Scared by somebody walking in. Oh, oh. Burglary. Get an alarm. Um, So there are now 17 EGOT winners. Wow. Um, So I found – I know we've gone through this a million million times, but – um, do you want me to run through the list of people who have it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just go through the people we know. So, um, Richard Rogers, like of Rogers and Hammerstein, um, oh. Audrey Hepburn, Mel Brooks, Whoopi Goldberg, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice, John Legend, Alan Menken, um, and now Jennifer Hudson. And Is that an order of how, how, when they got them? Yeah, like that's the order. Um, and then I also looked up. I found this article of Hollywood stars that are one award away from an EGOT. Oh yeah, good. Um, so only so yeah, only seventeen people, but more than forty performers performers are just one win away. Um, including Richard Rogers, Rita Moreno, Audrey Hepburn. Isn't she dead? <laughs> I thought. She oh no, the, no, 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 those, no, no, those people. Sorry, I'm. I can't read. They already have one. Yeah. Um. Okay, so here's a list of so Cher, Kate Winslet, Viola Davis, Common, Helen Mirren, Lin Manuel Miranda. I fucking Lin Manuel Miranda is definitely gonna get one. And um, Dick Van Dyke, Lily Tomlin, and Julie Andrews are also among the actors and musicians that only need one more award. So I do not know how julie andrews does not have a fucking tony award like she literally started in musical theater like i will literally die for this woman to get i will carry her onto a broadway stage so that she gets a tony they have to give her like an aunt she has to egot please god yeah she has to get something they're gonna have to give her some kind of i don't know why couldn't she get it for that the von trapp family singing to her the other day that wasn't at the Tonys. That was at some AFI awards or something. Somebody make that a musical and then let her win. Look, I mean? I'm sobbing. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. She just needs to go produce something. Just go put your name on yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's, that's the thing. She doesn't, yeah, she can literally be a producer on like, oh my God, maybe they'll revive the sound of music on Broadway or something. And she'll produce it. Oh my God. Okay, let's see. I don't know who half of these people are. So we already said share. Viola Davis, Cynthia Erivo, um, 
Does it show what they need? Yeah, but now I've scrolled down too far and this article oh, sucks. Sorry. So you're just going to have to make it think up. Think about it. Elton John. <laughs> yeah, just think about what you think it might be. Um, James Earl Jones. Uh, Interesting I don't that know. Andrew Lloyd Webber's on the list. Yeah. Cindy Lauper. Um, Bette Midler. Liza Minnelli. Lynn Manuel. Dumbass. Helen Mirren. Um, wow, Helen Mirren. Cynthia you know what? Nixon. What? She has. What does she need? Okay, so before Nixon ran against Andrew Cuomo to be the Democratic nominee for governor in New York in 2018, she already had amassed three of the four top entertainment prizes necessary for an EGOT. She won an Emmy in 2004. If fucking Miranda Hobbs gets, a, <laughs> gets an EGOT before Julie Andrews, I will end my life. So she got an Emmy in 2004 for Sex and the City, as well as in 2008 for her guest appearance on Law & Order SVU. Okay. The actress won a Grammy in 2009 for her work on the audiobook of An Inconvenient Truth by Al it's, Gore. It's always the audiobook. Audiobook. It's like I could record an audiobook. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. She had also been nominated for four Tony Awards and has won two. One in 2006 for lead actress in the play for Rabbit Hole and one in 2017 for featured actress for The Little Foxes. So I guess she was She in- doesn't deserve a single one of those plays that is crazy oh ben platt um christopher Plummer, billy porter oh well and billy porter got a tony with with j-hud right so he maybe he still needed two no i'm Um, sure he already had a tony don't you think oh no he need yeah he needs an oscar yeah he got a Tony for Kinky Boots. Um, so Cynthia Revo only needs an Oscar. Can she get an Oscar for the Wicked movie? Who gets Oscars maybe. again? Is, could is it like Movies. movie? Can movie musicals like technically soundtrack? Oh, Maggie Smith. <gasps> Harry Potter. Harry Potter the musical. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So she needs a. Sh- oh, she's won fifty-eight awards, including two Oscars, four Emmys, and a Tony. Two Oscars, so she- four Emmys, and a Tony. She needs a Grammy then. Well, that that one's kind of hard. She could read a book. True. She's she's tired though. I guess she could re- read the Downton Abbey book. She could literally read. Professor McGonagall's part. They could re-record. <laughs> One, two, three. The better better. Better. I could do it. <laughs> Too bad that wasn't in the in the in the books. That was a literally Barbara Streisand, Lily Tomlin. We've said that a lot on this podcast. Oh, Lily Kate, Tomlin. Kate Winslet. Wow, good for Kate Winslet. Lily Tomlin, oh, wow. like there's the girl an, from Grace and Frankie. There's an article at the bottom that says, Kirstie Alley is so skinny now and looks like a Barbie. 
I and doubt I think it. On that note, it's time for. I us think to that's log a great time to end. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll talk about Kirsty Alley. <laughs> Kirsty Alley. All right, everyone. Well, this evening I'm going to post episode number 106, and then I should maybe just do post this one too. What? Yeah, just do it. Both Did I say 106? Yeah. Damn, I'm literally. I forgot about. What do you think 106's topic was? Sports. I don't know election. Um, so maybe I'll just post both, and then uh, the next one yeah. will be it later. Um, so yeah, this is our podcast. Um, make sure you follow us on our social media accounts at That's Worst Pod and on Twitter at That's Worst underscore. Give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're Kevin Ie, and that was literally the worst. Bye. See ya.